Awesome. All right, so I know you guys are excited. We're finishing up our Proverbs uh, lesson, and we're going to be talking about emotions. Right? Who likes talking about their feelings? Anybody? Yes, I love it. Look, enthusiastically talking about feelings. Anyone else? So if this is like enthusiastic, like by arm distance, right, tell me about your enthusiasm about talking about feelings. And so like, you know, like this would be kind of reluctant, you know, kind of down at the hip. So let's, let's everybody enjoy kind of articulating how much they like talking about their feelings. Or what about if we changed it to just Hunter's feelings? If everyone was talking about Hunter's feelings, would you be more enthusiastic? <laughs> um, would you agree or disagree uh, with the statement that much of my life is fighting or succumbing to my emotions? So fighting would be like, I feel a certain way, but I don't want to feel that way. And the other thing is just like, I give up. Just hit me, just come on, wash over me, and I'll respond however I need to respond. Who is for the, uh, the first option? Most of your life is fighting, fighting your emotions. How about how many of us are just succumbing to our emotions? Is it, a, is it wax and wane <laughs> between those two things? Um, so how many of, uh, I think a lot of us operate on two speeds, right? <laughs> we feel like we're going 100 miles an hour emotionally Okay, or we're dead inside. Right, so we, a lot of us operate in life that way. Like I'm either 100% like doing this thing or I am laying on my back scrolling through some sort of thing on my phone and that's what I call like not engaging. <laughs> so I want you to um, just uh, real quick talk with your neighbor, uh, which, of those do you most, uh, which of those do you most identify with, right? I'm out of control emotionally, or I'm dead inside. Even though most of you would say, hey, you know, I'm somewhere in the middle. But it'll be a fun conversation. So talk about that real quick with your neighbor. Grab a couple more chairs. All right, all right, <clears throat> all right. Who? Um, what do you think Billy is? <laughs> don't don't answer that. 
So isn't that uh, fun as we kind of think about our emotional state? So sometimes like we are just our best emotional selves. Uh, in other days, we, it's like, why am I like how I am today? <laughs> so I want to remind us of a couple things as it relates to um, our emotions. So our emotions are feelings, right? Or it's a specific state of mind driven by one's circumstances, mood, or relationships, right? When you're in harmony with the people in your life, right? We feel pretty good? Yeah? Okay, excellent. Um, but then we have a circumstance that's not the best, right? I'm late and there's traffic. I turned something in, I tried really hard, the boss doesn't like it. Not cool, not cool boss. Right, I just don't feel good about what my hair's doing today, right? And we let that, uh, and that just elicits certain emotions. <clears throat> Now, the other thing about our emotions is that, do you, do you think that you're good at managing your emotions? How many of you think that you're pretty good, like emotions kind of happen, how many of you think you're pretty good at managing them or what we might call ordering them? And I'm not here to, to refute you. <laughs> so raise your hand high, okay? But I'm just curious as kind of what your own relationship is to how you do that. <clears throat> I would say most of us, uh, definitely including myself, is we, we struggle with, uh, being out of order, right? Many times, not all the time, some, some may all the time, <laughs> but really it's a, a decent amount of time we get out of order in that, let's say a majority of the time that we are in control, okay? But then sometimes we get out of order and that our emotions are running our lives, right? And so um, as we talk today, I want you to think about, you know, when are those things true for you, right? Are there certain particular times when your emotions dictate your life, right? Or your actions more than they do other times, right? Like, do you have uh, spaces where that is more pronounced? And so we also want to make sure that emotions aren't bad, right? It's being controlled by those. Meaning feeling compelled, like I have, like we feel out of control. I feel a certain way and I cannot act otherwise than acting on these feelings, right? So what are your three most in, uh, common emotions? And if you've got something to write with, I want you to write these down, okay? So am I, is a common emotion for me, and, um, and I had this, I completely forgot to put it in the slideshow. Uh, and Google this, just Google like uh, pictures of emotions or something like this, like a little, uh, a little uh, poster and it just has faces and it has like, angry <laughs> and so they'll, they'll just kind of give you a better idea of the emotions that you can pick from because you may not know you're like well I'm just happy it's like oh wait oh I'm that one I'm is hungry an emotion that's the philosophical question all right so look at look at that picture what are your three most common emotions what does that say about you you think talk about that uh, real quick with your neighbor what are your three most common, uh, con most consistent emotions? What do you think that says about you? All right, here's my favorite one that I found. It's this one here. Yeah. Anybody found this one? Yes, exactly. You can buy this poster and hang it up in your office if you would like. Yes, if you put a bag that here's the. 
Here are the emotions that I'm dealing with today. <laughs> All right, so, um, so I'm hoping the takeaway for most people is just wanting to buy this poster. How are you feeling today? So you've got your three most consistent emotions. Hopefully the poster or something that you pulled up on Google was helpful for you to kind of zero in right on some specific emotions that are your favorite. <clears throat> uh, I would say uh, for, um, for me, some, uh, some common ones are, is, is irritation on here? I feel like I exist in like a low level of irritation, you know, uh, too, too much. Uh, yes, there we go. Just like a, a baseline of kind of uh, low-lying irritation. Um, but, but, then, uh, but then other times I feel uh, very confident and hopeful. Um, there are times when I feel um, angry. I think what it's, what's helpful as we kind of get into um, what the Bible consistently says about our emotions and how we should order them correctly and how we should think about them and um, engage with them is really just that we need to be uh, really as self-aware as we can about kind of where we are and be honest, uh, not, with, not with kind of how we want to be, but just where we are as we deal with life and then how God wants to inform us, right, that, that we have uh, so much more power, right, in life there as we live in step with the Holy Spirit. And he teaches us, right, to, to engage in our circumstances, in our relationships, right, in our life um, uh, better and more consistently than, than we may do. So the, uh, the first scripture I want to look at and we'll end um, in the Proverbs is James 1, 14 through 15. And this is a, the best a place where it talks about strong emotion, okay? So we deal with this a lot of times when we're, when we're talking about sin, right? But, but as it relates to emotion, right, sin is allowing emotion, right, to, uh, to have us miss the mark of what God has, uh, has for us in any given particular situation. And so James says that, but each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust, that we want things, right? And many of those things are not uh, bad. Some of them are. But the issue is not necessarily is the want, but it's us uh, trying to be driven by our uh, emotions. Temptation, like so often our emotions are temptations for us. Like I feel a certain way and I'm tempted to act based on those emotions, right? And so these are not things that, that God has given you. This is just ways that we have learned to be in the world. <laughs> right? The, if a situation happens, if the same exact situation happens to every single one of us in the room, I would anticipate that, that many of us would have uh, very different reactions right, to uh, those specific circumstances. So then James goes on. So, right, so, that, so that idea of um, temptation as it relates to lust, right? So lust here is desire, strong emotion. I want to do, okay? 
that I want here is the emotions, right? That's driven from somewhere. And then we become tempted to do what God has not called us to by being carried away by that desire. So my will, right, may say, hey, I'm standing on truth. I'm here. I want to do that. But as my emotions come on strongly, whether it's from an want or uh, some other uh, way that you experience that, right, that I'm tempted to act on the emotion, not on like what I want to do, right? And so this is kind of how we deal with this at the level of experience. And so what I want to do, right, is going to happen throughout the day, but where sin takes place is then that, that lust is conceived. Right, that we are, we are carried away. I'm standing firm, but I'm just kind of drifting and drifting and drifting right over to what I don't want to do. And this, this is where my desire has conceived. It's moved me away from where I want to be. And when that desire wins, that's sin. Does that make sense? So we're emotional beings. We're going to react in all kinds of ways. And so that's not the wrong part. That part, this is what we're kind of talking about this today, um, is for us to be aware of kind of what this looks like in our life, right? It's, it's to order our emotions correctly. One of my favorite authors, Dallas Willard, says that uh, emotions are good servants but terrible masters. And so this is what this is talking about, this how does our emotions dictate, right, and bring us into sin. And so when this strong desire has won, right, it gives birth to sin, right, and when that sin wins in me, that gives birth to death. Right, and so as we talked about the first question as it relates to, you know, how would I describe my life? Is it either fighting or succumbing to my emotions? You're like, yes. <laughs> As a follower of Christ, that is my experience, right? And what we want to do is be uh, more vigilant and more um, aware, right, of, of how our emotions dictate us, how our uh, flesh, the devil, spiritual warfare dictates what we do with that. But that is kind of how emotions and sin are situated. And so where we want to get to, what we want to be better at, right, is this. Is we want to not act on feelings, but on truth. Right, that truth is I'm married to my wife. But there's going to be all kinds of ways that I feel about that. Right? Some of them are going to be awesome feelings. <laughs> and every, every once in a while, right, they're not. But if, I want, uh, but if I want that relationship to, to last and to flourish, right, that I've got to live on truth. That I've got to act on truth. And, I, and, and, and we need to be able to do this despite our emotions. Because I think a lot of times we think we're a little bit more victorious than we are because, we're, because the emotions aren't real strong. I would say a lot of in my life, my life is is, is uh, 
kind of based on emotional habit, right? When we feel emotions, right, we kind of tend to do particular things and we couldn't really tell you why we started to do that. We've just, that's emotionally. When I get here, I do this. And we call this our personality. <laughs> it's your tendency, right, in acting on your emotion and that's learned and it can be unlearned. Some of those tendencies are awesome and some, as you know, are not. I have some unawesome tendencies and some unawesome emotional habits, right? And what that means is responding to particular emotions over and over again in a particular way. And so as we, um, if you still have access to that little poster, right? So, so much of our life is fighting this idea of we pit fear, which is a huge emotion that a lot of us feel in this life for all sorts of reasons, right? We call it anxiety, but the but it's, it's mostly fear, right? I mean, it's the same thing. But we pit fear, right, versus truth. There are things that we should be scared of, okay? And there are appropriate responses to those things. But think about how much fear dictates our lives that we choose fear versus truth. Or, we, or um, we choose anger over truth. Or we choose expectations over truth. Or despair over truth. Or overwhelmedness over truth. I'm not sure if that's a, that's a thing. <laughs> and so as you think about that, one more quick just kind of discussion amongst yourselves. What, are, what do you think you're doing when I feel overwhelmed, when I feel despair, when I feel hopeless, when I feel angry, what do you think you're doing when you kind of let that be versus kind of fighting with truth in your life? Does that make sense? Like I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm basically just, I decide to stay here because that's what it feels like versus doing something different. <laughs> okay. So talk about that for a second. So um, let's have uh, maybe two people just respond to kind of what you um, just share what what you said in your conversation. Any takers? Clay. Okay. Yeah. So Clay, uh, so you're saying we often, um, when we have emotions, we either withdraw <clears throat> or respond, right? Versus going to God, yeah, and trying to, hey, help me sift through these because obviously I'm fighting with myself about doing one of those two things through habit, right? Can you, uh, yeah, and, and engaging with the spirit in that way. That's, that's a very helpful thought. Somebody else, maybe one more, one more thought. What about deep in the back? Anybody in the back? Kara, what you think? Okay. 
Yep. So as opposed to, uh, so she's talking about uh, the issue of uh, writing a response when you're angry. <laughs> Anybody do that, right? And you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> just kind of angry, angry type or angry text. Just kind of get it out. But I, I think that, that that's very wise, right? As we think about, okay, so here's what I feel, you know, but so here's a way of like kind of getting some of that emotion out and then figuring out, do I need to tell? <laughs> do I actually need to respond or do I need to just kind of, you know, take a, take a deep breath? And so sometimes that's, that's allowing us to process, right? So that's really helpful. So for you, right, this is, I want this, obviously there's no way for us to kind of get into all the things we need to get to, to get our mind working. But if you have something to write with, I want to take a picture. I want the, these questions to be a really helpful primer for you. Um, whenever you'll take the time to do it, to keep having this conversation with yourself, right? What is my relationship between feeling and actions? What is it and what should it be? Right? When do you decide who should win? Because you have, you know, we, it's sometimes like we decide, well, I want to win this time and I'm just going to let it go. It's kind of, it's how we experience that. And then, is that decision based on habit or your sense of control? Is it possible to feel one way and act another? Yes. It is the Bible's, con, uh, the Bible consistently acknowledges emotion and their power, okay? But gives them specific instructions um, that they are not your master. And if they are and when they are, right, we must confront this fact. Because that is not God's order. Okay? Gave you emotions are great, but they are not drivers. They are not masters. Uh, Dallas Willard uh, says this. So the great part of the disaster of contemporary life lies in the fact that it is organized around feelings. Uh, that people nearly always act on their feelings and think it only right. The will is then left at the mercy of circumstances that evoke feelings. Christian spiritual formation today must squarely confront this fact and overcome it. And so for, for those of you in here that would identify as Christ's followers, right? That he is uh, my king, right? My savior, my lord, my master, that I'm trying to learn from him about how to live life. If that's you, or if that's something that you... Uh, are trying to engage in more and more, that you are different in that uh, as you are in Christ, right, you have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is trying to teach you to live in a different way. It's trying to engage with you, right, to how to live God's way. But I want you to think, but we live in a world that is non-believing. <laughs> and so the way that God is trying to teach you how to live is in the midst of living in a world that is completely feelings-driven, okay? And so unless we're engaging God's truth on this fact, that we are completely discipled by the world. Like that is our default, that as everyone around us lives based upon their feelings. <laughs> and that if we're going to live God's way, he's saying that is not the way that I have made you to live. And so we've got to confront that fact 
and do some work to overcome it. So let's look at um, Philippians uh, chapter 4. I want to draw you into this and then we'll, we'll end with a couple uh, of uh, pieces of, um, of Proverbs. I just want to anchor you a couple places. So Philippians uh, 4, 4 through 7. Paul commands us to rejoice. Is rejoice a feeling or an action? An action. Okay. Our actions so much more than we understand have great bearing on our emotions. You're going to respond to all sorts of stimuli, <laughs> relationships, people, circumstances. Okay. But you actually... Uh, have power that all of our life and our emotional life does not have to be passive. A lot of it is. A lot of it is going to be reactionary to stuff that we can't control. Okay? I can't control as I go through a green light that somebody runs a red light. I'm going to feel a certain way about that. Okay? But a, but a lot of our lives, unbeknownst to us, necessitate better action on our part. That if we repay more attention to the things that Jesus teaches us to do, rather the Proverbs teach us to do, that Paul teaches us to do, right? That, that those wiser than us teach us to do, that we can respond in action, right, actively. And so one of the first ideas here is that Paul says, rejoice. Do you have things to not rejoice about? Absolutely. But you've got lots of things to rejoice about. And so he says, choose that. Right? Choose to engage in active rejoicing. And he doesn't do it, say it, Tuesday, schedule rejoicing, Tuesday at 3 to 3.15, he says always. <laughs> that, that you need to move from a habit of whatever it is I do, but it ain't rejoicing, to a habit of rejoicing. And then just in case you miss it, he says it again verbally, which is very funny. Rejoice. Here again, I say rejoice. Right? That is what he wants you to do. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. This is antithetical to emotional response. <laughs> right? That we are choosing to be gentle in spite of the storm in our heads, in our hearts, and however we might describe that. Next, he deals with fear. Be fearful for nothing. That as you are fearful, right, take everything in prayer to supplication with thanksgiving and letting God know how we're feeling. When you're fearful, actively engage in that fear and take it to the Father. Right, in everything. Don't let fear manifest. We're going to be, being scared is not the issue. Okay, you're going to be scared and that's okay. But what we need to do better is to take that fear to the Lord as opposed to getting in the habits of how we have chosen to respond to it in the past and how we couldn't respond to it right then. And then he gives this promise that the peace of God, which, which uh, surpasses comprehension, right? It doesn't even make any sense why we have this peace, right? will guard our hearts and minds. See, when we're dealing with emotions and then running amok, we don't, we, we, it's kind of, the, the battle is over <laughs> at some level because if we don't have any tools or weapons, right, to wage that war, right, then how can we guard our hearts from that? And then he moves into the second part, 
which is active as well. So here's a bunch of things that he tells us to do as it, as it relates to think on, right? And these things can drive our emotions. This is Paul's active teaching to you to, to think, right, and actively pursue better emotions, better emotional responses to things. Think about all the times where, like, okay, that we deal with a flood of ideas about things that are untrue. If I don't, if I don't feel, you know, pretty or handsome today, if somebody, if I don't think I'm that smart, if I don't, you know, whatever these, whatever these things are that um, are what I would engage as spiritual warfare for believers, right, is how am I responding to those things? You know, that's not true. God says this. I know this to be true. This is my identity, not that. I'm a new creation. What I did in the past, God has forgiven me. Right? Whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, excellence, worthy of praise. Right? He's saying you need to, to kind of have a tool chest of things that you think about when you're faced with thinking about things you shouldn't. Would that be helpful for anybody if you kind of started building like a better things to think about list? <laughs> Absolutely. One of my favorite that compass is this that I've shared before is Psalm 23. Right, that is a is a is an awesome list of things that is true about God when I am fearful that He's not those things or that I don't have those things. The Lord is my shepherd. Rob shouldn't be calling the shots. Right? Nobody, maybe everybody else doesn't have my best interest at heart, but, but the Father does. And I remind myself of that. I don't have to worry about them, that I've got a guy that, got, that has me, regardless of what I'm dealing with. I shall not want. He leads me down in the green pastures when I want to lead myself into turmoil, <laughs> right, and bad decisions. And he wants to lead me to where I need to be, to lie down in green pastures, to leave me beside still waters. And we need people in our lives that we can look to that do these things so that I can see that modeled. Oh, so-and-so, oh, I see how they do that. They should have been really, really pissed off but I see that they didn't respond how they could have responded and we would all have been said, yeah, I get it. So we close here. Just give me two more minutes. So here are just a list. Um, and just, I want you to just get a sense of it about how much um, Proverbs talks about this, how the Bible is consistently right, engaging that this idea that we have that my activity can drive my emotions positively, right? And that the other is uh, true when we're out of order. They look to him and were radiant and their faces will never be ashamed. That as opposed to dwelling on my circumstances, I look at the Father who loves me, who has died for me, who forgives me, who gives me mercy and grace, right? That I have every opportunity to be used in his service as opposed to, again, like whatever I got going on down here. They looked to him and they were radiant. Their faces will never be ashamed. 
All the days of the afflicted are bad, but a cheerful heart has a continual feast. You met people, I've been like this. How's your day? Ugh. <laughs> right as I, as I, my attitude is one of affliction, right? All my days are going to be like that. And yet, I can choose to have a cheerful heart. Right, that that's an activity that drives my emotions. I used to uh, ask this guy, a parishioner at, uh, in a different congregation, how you doing today? Best day of my life. <laughs> Regardless of what was going on, right? With a smile, any minute, best day of my life. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Bright eyes gladden the heart, good news puts fat on the bones, right? Ours are, is the conversation that we have, right? Are we telling about the good things that God is doing, about the good blessings that we have? Is that, is that what we're talking about? Real quick, jealousy versus tranquility. Wrath is fierce, anger is a flood, and who can stand before jealousy, right? That is, we let that kind of take hold. That's what it feels like. It's just kind of rolls over me. Do not fret about evildoers or be envious of the wicked, for there will be no future for them. The lamp of the wicked will be put out. And we have to trust in the Lord of this. We engage in the way that He wants us to engage, that there is blessings there. And a lot of times we have to assume that because our habit is the opposite, and we don't know <laughs> what the blessing feels like to respond, to respond appropriately. Anger versus restraint. Right, that I'm feeling angry, but I choose to restrain myself. Hatred serves up strife, but love covers all transgressions. A man's discretion makes him slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook a transgression. Amen. Tell me when you've overlooked a transgression. I want to give you a sticker. Right, that we need to reinforce that. As we look at that, like, oh, he's going to... He didn't. Well done. <laughs> right, we need that positive reinforcement. Pat him on the back. I see how you could got irritated there. Well done to not be irritated. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he who rules the spirit than he who captures. See, we think that we're strong when we respond decisively. Oh, no. You know how much restraint it takes, how much strength it takes to not say what you want to say. Right? Because it's in there. <laughs> and then lastly, fear versus boldness. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Right? So many times that we're fearful of being different or living differently, responding differently than we have. The fear of the Lord is being in wisdom. The knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Lastly, the wicked flee when no one is pursuing, but the righteous are as bold as lions. I don't have to go anywhere, right? That I'm content with where the Lord has me. Let's pray. And Father, we, um, we thank you for the ways in which you've made us, and we thank you for the opportunity to learn um, and what it looks like to be ordered. And so, Father, you have uh, given folks in here victory in those areas from moment to moment. I pray that we would be more conscientious, Father, of um, the, the place that our emotions play in our lives. Lord, they can be um, 
just terrible, terrible masters because we let them. That I know in our world that is tired and overwhelmed and frustrated and scared, right? That emotions run rampant. But Father, you have given us prescriptions and, um, and instruction, Father, to engage those feelings and to respond to them in ways that you have articulated and have encouraged us to do in spite of the habits that we have gotten. And so, Father, this week, would you allow us some space um, to think through that better, Lord, and to engage your word in Proverbs, and particularly at the end of uh, chapter 4 of Philippians, that we might learn better um, how to order our lives more consistently. We love you that you care enough about us to talk to us about that. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen.